Press control to crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast. All right. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Let's get these Twitter spaces loaded up. We are here. We are live. Another episode of Crouch Peak. We're rolling. So thank you, everybody, who has joined me. Um, I am just going to jump right into it. I'm going to start off. Um, I want to highlight just how excited I am before we get going about, and I know this shows a little bias. Hold on. Let me load up on the Twitter spaces. We are going. We talking. N-A-Copium. All right. All right. So here we go. Anyway, I want to start by highlighting this weekend what we saw, which was some pretty stellar stuff. I want this to not go under the rug. Um, the fourth iteration of mustache masters is here and it is gone and what we saw was another fantastic showing of our cs community um coming together and rallying for a great cause which i think is absolutely fantastic um twenty thousand dollars again which i believe is the second or third time this has now happened um, for a conglomerate of individuals who are often regarded as, um, and I'm talking gamers, of course, um, they're not very spendy. They're very tight with their money, selfish, um, in terms of, um, supporting organizations. Uh, it's often, uh, stated that, you know, esports fans love a free product and they don't love to spend. Well, um, $20,000, um, of course we get Skadoodle showing up. And um, I just wanted to highlight the good graces of everybody at Mustache Masters. Of course, Ryan does overseer um, a large chunk of the operations, but I, I don't want this to come from a place of bias. Um, I, I think this is amazing. We're talking four iterations, over $80,000. Um, I remember when this first began, um, and this is pretty common for people. Um, of course, you know, in good graces, you care about these things happening. But um, it's not like you are super, um, if it doesn't affect you personally, you know, obviously it's easy to just kind of brush to the wayside. Um, and it wasn't until this year that I really recognized how important Mustache Masters was. Um, you know, cancer was something that did not really impact my life until this year. Um, I had individuals in my family who did have cancer diagnosis, um, a few of them actually. And um, I am lucky to say that, um, you know, they all did survive the diagnosis and make it through. Uh, but, you know, seeing the damage that it did um, to the mental, to the physical toll, um, I have family members that like won't work anymore because of this diagnosis. And um, until it affected me is, is kind of when I started to really um, put it in a different lens. And, um, you know, coming through this year and um, seeing the other side of it, just both parts of it, and then seeing 
um, the community rally again. It just meant a little more to me, I guess. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that just because um, it is a super shitty thing, obviously, um, to go through. And um, saying it is one thing, but actually experiencing it uh kind of sheds a different kind of perspective so shout out to everybody at mustache masters shout out to movember um everybody involved i just it's just an amazing cause and um it just proves this alongside the the ukraine thing with um the the U excuse me not the ukraine thing but the united 24 um, partnership with navi being a ukraine-based organization it's just another example of how this is just more than a game and um Esports is just, it, it's more than just the competition, which I think is awesome. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the meat of what we are talking about is actually um, my, my perceived negativity about Liquid because I was very much pushing this narrative earlier in the week, um, almost last week now coming up to about a week exactly, um, I was very disappointed in how Liquid performed at the major, which obviously everybody was. Um, we saw the photos of Elise after the elimination game, still with fans, obviously very emotional. Um, and I came this week, I, I basically, you know, I did some digging and stuff and um, I decided to narratively challenge Nitro, uh, being the in-game leader, um, being regarded as um, an impact fragger as far as in-game leaders are concerned. Um, I thought it was a little, I guess, ridiculous for the lack of a better term um, to see one of his last 17 lands um, ending above a one rating, that being a domestic RMR, which isn't really that impressive. And then, um, you know, going back-to-back -back ratings of one over uh, EPL season 10, you know, we're talking three years now. This is not a good look. So, um, you know, I'm pushing this narrative. It obviously gets traffic on Twitter and conversations are had, um, between, uh, the community. And, um, I was fortunate enough to speak with young Lucas while you trapping so hard, man, I can't stop Logan. Um, so I'm, I speak with, um, I get invited into an interview with Elish this week and um it's not out yet it's going to be out sometime this week and um, I'm not going to go too in depth obviously because it's not out I want you guys to read it it's very good um very much changed my perspective of the North American projects um specifically liquid and eg um I was I, I just come in with a different light now. Um, I was just, I wasn't saying let's make a change, but boy, was I disappointed in this showing. Um, I was looking back to the headlines, the um, Nitro saying, you know, we can be better than 2019 liquid. Um, that one was a big one that really stuck to me. And um, I was not, I didn't feel betrayed or anything, but I felt a little duped and um, Elise and I sat down, we had a great conversation and, um, a bulk of what we discussed will not be in the interview just for length purposes. Um, uh, it doesn't fit narratively with what, you know, the angle was, but, um, I hope to share the interview, you know, obviously when it's out and then hopefully in full some of the outtakes, um, I am fully in again, 
and I know it's like, okay, that's not hard, right? NA guy, you're ta- you're, you know, you operate on the, um, NA outlet does too, but sitting down and having this conversation with the leads, it was really raw. Um, and he was very optimistic, like in every sense of the word, in every facet. And Elige is a guy who is challenged often for his mental, um, he can be emotional. Um, and you know, that sometimes has been a reason for him to kind of fall under the crosshair. And after the photos came out and everything of the sort, I, I was definitely alarmist. Um, if it felt like to me, they did put a lot into it. Um, and of course the last interview Elish has prior to the major, you know, oh, we just got to go rework the game plan real quick. You know, no big deal. Let's just go. Re- that's, that's kind of how I was perceiving it. Oh, no big deal. We'll just, we'll just scrap everything right before the major. It'll be fine. Well, um, you know, so I'm all gloom and doom DEFCON one, um, I'm ready to jump in the bunker. And, um, he basically pulled me out of it. His optimism regarding the matter, um, was just so insightful Um, he was able to give me more detail on where they are as a team. Um, again, without revealing too much, um, you know, they, they basically started from ground zero with this and, you know, that's, it's easy to go, well, yeah, obviously. Right. But they were thrust into so many events while trying to deal with this Yekandar situation financially, um, you know, trying to get him over here full time. Daps is the head coach and, you know, he's trying to build around a system where, you know, they might not have this star player who is, you know, this guy is a world talent. Um, and, you know, losing him would be catastrophic to what they were building, especially when you consider how much insight he was giving, how much um, he was helping to kind of shape a lot of that because he was he does do secondary calling and um multiple players have noted his insight and what he brings so yeah i was nervous i was super nervous and elise kind of ropes me back in you know um it says basically trust the process um and i think that's amazing that 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 was so insightful for me and what that did for me was I, I took a step back after that and I kind of took that concept. And of course there's more, but I can't reveal that to you since it's not out. I don't want to go through the, you know, um, I don't want to go through the finer details because I want you to read the interview. But, you know, I challenged him on Nitro's performance, which of course is a narrative that I kind of established. So, but, you know, I was there, so I wanted to make the most of it. Um, we, we talked about um, the weight of this loss at, in Rio and um i was just so excited to see how positive he was and and he credited a lot of it to um you know his cast surrounding him not just his teammates or his coach but um the structure surrounding him and i think once you guys get a good look at this i think you guys will feel the same level of optimism and it does you know it does give me it it did inject me with copium i'm not going to lie you know i was very much ready to take a step back and reassess for um, the rest of the year and just kind of go into next year with a level head, no real expectations coming into blast, but um, at least did a really good job of convincing me. And I, I think that that product is going to show moving forward and um, just kind of piggybacking off of that. You know, we look at this G2, this G2 matchup to start and 
I do think that this is at least a I, I don't think it's a, a favorable matchup you know because that would imply that that G2 are like a severe underdog playing Fluxo would be a super favorable matchup but when you look at this first group Phaseo, G, Heroic, Nip and then you size it up with this group I do think that it is better for Liquid um, they did beat Navi at the Major not too long ago and um, I did receive some insight regarding Liquid's and Fluxo's experience together um, which does breed optimism in that regard. And when you look at the last and only meeting between G2 and Liquid, you have, um, this was not too long ago. Um, and when I say G the only meeting against G2 and Liquid, I mean the Hooksy JKS squad. Um, when you size this matchup up, um, you do see some favorable things, which I, which if replicated, these are clear paths to victory, right? You see OC um, beating Monacy pretty favorably on the op, um, on the op head to head, um, and just in general, you see that OC kind of wreaked havoc on everybody. Um, he was pretty um, pivotal in this matchup, and of course, Yekandar too. And Yekandar moving forward will always be that, but. I I look at because Elise had a poor major, um, and again once we get further into, um, I believe this is going to come out over the next couple days. So once we get further closer to that timeline and and we get everybody's able to read that, we're gonna see that this right here, this point nine eight showing, um, you know, getting like nine kills or whatever it was, eleven against Mao's, like this this will not happen. And I believe that. I believe that this was, um, this was more of a greater realization of the structure in place, and um, that they're not there yet. So when Nitro says, "Yeah, we can be better than 2019 Liquid," I think it's a a misperception by people like me that it's not going to happen soon. And I guess did Nitro need to specify that? Maybe I guess, or maybe you know, my hope gets in the way of that, but. Um, Elise clarified a lot of concerns that I had about him personally and the team. And, um, I just carry the next month as we close out 2022 and head into 2023. I carry a lot of optimism even after that real performance. Cause that was abysmal for the lack of a better term. I mean, that was, that was just terrible. Um, it was far and away the worst, um, performance they had since Yekandar's acquisition, um, dating back to a stand-in status. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it, the, the 24 hour period, the last 24 hours, how I feel about liquid successes, um, purely off of this elite conversation, um, it's pretty night and day difference. And I, and I hope you guys will see that once that is released. And through that lens, I also feel the same way about, um, looks like I have it right here. Evil geniuses as well. Um, and again, it's this whole moniker of trusting the process that really has me patient now, just because we had such, we had such, um, a tumultuous time over the last three, four months where it was just constant events. So we were unfortunately exposed 
two lackluster results. You know, we got the vit- we got the good EPL showing, but then we, the loss against Vitality, right? That's what that's what we remember, NA fans. That's what NA fans remember. We're so used to clinging to the the misery of it. We're kind of like masochistic in that way. Um, but I I'm looking at all of this as actual building blocks for next year. So if if you look at it like okay, um, we are optimistic about winning now, but you know 2023 is the goal. Um, it's you get kind of a reformed look through this lens, right? Um, you know you're you're challenging Nip on the third map. Um, you're getting wins over the teams you should. Um, of course, you are getting blown out by like these top teams, which that's something you need to sure up. And there are things that need to be had when it comes to Nealon as a leader. He is exciting, but it's not perfect. Um, I don't love Hexed right now um, as, as far as like his nerves. I think he needs a lot of work on the micro level. Um, I don't love the lack of aggression from Cirque early round. He kind of gets stuck throwing a lot of utility. And I'm not super in love with their trading. Um, it's outright terrible. It's some of the worst of any tier one, um, compet- any team that's, you know, tier one competitive, but there are building blocks to go off of. Tim looks great. Um, they kind of depend on him a, l- a little bit too much. I think when it comes to forcing that five V four, cause they're not great at winning four V fives. Um, breeze is pretty solid, honestly, defensive anchors. And I think they have a good blueprint, you know, no pun intended. But I think 2023 was more the direction for Evil Geniuses. And I know that's hard to relay because you don't want to admit you're not going to win now. But um, it really does feel like that is the direction. And through that conversation I had with Elise, I kind of transferred that concept over to EG. And it's like, okay. I get it now, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, you cannot be losing to Fluxo. That you know that can't happen, um, even at a tier one level when you're just sizing up skill. I think that they have enough talent here to beat Fluxo. Um, but it you know it is what it is. Um, looking back at the Nuka game on Nine Z, there's two anti ecos slash anti um, force buys that. EG loses as a byproduct of overaggression, lack of uh, of patience, just lack of structure and protocol, and that will come with time. Hopefully, obviously, if you can't work out some of those character problems with a player, you know, overpeaking and things of the sort, um, there's nothing you can do from there. But I do think they have some extreme building blocks here, and I'm really excited for what um, EG looks like in 2023 because at the beginning of this. I was like, okay, Breeze and Cirque, you know, maybe you look for reasons to get rid of them. And honestly, at this point, I, I, I think you're, I'm now removed from that. I think these guys offer enough to keep. And if you just look at the numbers, you're like, oh yeah, those guys should be paid higher. Well, or these guys should be paid less. They um should be fired. They should be on, you know, lesser blah, 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 blah. Um, but again, I think the system, and you have to consider all of the minds behind them. I do think that they have five the five correct players to move forward. And I, I think you give them at least the first six months of 2023, see what kind of growth um, we see through that first period. And then you go from there, honestly. Um, obviously, France major is in between uh, the halfway point of that. So maybe you reassess then. But 
yeah, so um, I breed a lot of optimism through my conversation with the liege. And that was the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about here anyway, just because, um, yeah, I, I just think it'll be a really exciting thing um, after the fact. And and I'm going to highlight it once it's out too and, you know, break down all of the the um, the extras. So, um, yeah. Looking at... Um, I clicked my notepad. That's not what I wanted. But um, looking at 2023, you know, we got we got Liquid. We got um, – we have EG. And then uh, as, as like a dark horse, I, I really do think um, ATK and Nouns are two teams that need to be talked about too more. Um, they're, the structure for Nouns isn't – all the way there, they have kind of a wonky system going on with their, um, you know, I, I mean, they do have financial backing, which is good. Um, and the George thing, they're still figuring out as far as the replacement. Uh, last night, they used CJ, who is familiar with the system. But the one thing that is nice about these guys is they do have a lot of firepower underneath. And um, the thing that I th think plagues a lot of these players is the misguided leadership. You don't have that. And um, Semphis underneath them is going to um, do a lot for them. And then um, alongside ATK, these guys have a lot of good things going. Um, big fan of Ian um, and Swisher. Obviously, these guys have done a lot in the scene, um, just staying relevant. Of course, they are an international team technically. But um, yeah, they have a lot of good things going. And Spray is a good mind who very much... Um, he, you know, just very much lives and breathes Counter-Strike. And I do think, and this is very tropey, you know, next year is going to be a great year. But I, I really do think next year is going to be some, is going to reap a lot of um, growth for the North American scene. And without delving too much into it, because I don't want to stay on here for too long. Um, I do think that even though the advanced scene is pretty weak, like the floor is really low. I do think there's probably two, three, four teams that have at least a core of talent that if shaped, molded, and kind of sent in the right way can grow into something particularly good and at least become something more than just um, treadmill players in ECL. Um, but that will come with time and that's something that I'm probably going to discuss further um, another day and probably f once we get closer to the end of this season, just cause right now we're kind of in the thick of it, but, um, yeah, uh, we're getting ready to end this month. We have blast coming up and then the world final after that. Um, so it's wrapping up pretty quickly for North America. Um, as far as dust two is concerned, we have had quite um, an array of content coming out. We've had um, opinion pieces regarding the major, um, obviously roster moves, game updates. Um, we have the Dust 2 podcast and things of the sort. So as always, um, stay tuned into that good stuff. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, um, Lucas at Dust 2. If you're not familiar with that good stuff, um, go ahead and do that. I try um, to I try to do Twitter content as best as I can, but of course I like to transfer it into video and article based formats. Um, so yeah, 
just follow me here. Um, follow me on Twitch. Follow the pod. This stuff is going to go um, up on Spotify, Apple Pod, um, Google Pod, just your favorite podcast destinations pretty much. And um, yeah, you'll see right uh, right there is my little header or my little um, at sign. So follow me there. And um, yeah, we're just going to close this year out, hopefully with some, I don't know, at least hopefully some positives with Liquid. Um, I know that the players have optimism. They want to make the world final. And I do too. I think this would be a good retribution to the major if they went through and did. Um, I mean, if they wanted, that would be ideal, an amazing way to close the year out. But um We'll see. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. We'll see. Let's start with G2 and then go from there. Um, as far as the ne- the rest of this year, I want to get out a couple more podcasts. I want to discuss the interview that I've been mentioning all throughout today. Um, I hopefully have some announcements. I'm coming at the end of the year. I've been really busy with um, extracurriculars as it pertains to CS, which is why I haven't been writing as much. Which Good and bad, obviously, kind of depending on what you want out of Counter-Strike and um, if you favor my content, what you want out of that. And um, yeah, uh, for content, I, I love end of the month, end of the year stuff because that's when we get award-based stuff. You get rankings, things of the sort, and just build narratives for next year. So keep a lookout for that on my Twitter, Dust2, the whole kit and caboodle. So I'm going to wrap this one up. I... Um, got to get going with the rest of my day. Uh, I got to get back to work too. So, um, the grind doesn't stop everyone. So, um, yeah, tune into crouch peak podcast, double doors podcast, um, HLTV confirmed anything dust to and HLTV correlated, anything that covers NACS and CS as a whole. Um, appreciate your support. So thanks a lot guys. Um, and I'll see you at the next one. So take care and I hope you enjoy your day. For all you NA fans, um, happy Thanksgiving. I hope it's great for you. Eat a bunch of food, get fat, and then uh, play some games. So, see you guys. Press control to crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast.